Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, welcome. We have a great show for you today. Fabiana Fadavilla is joining me here today on the show, and I'm going to tell you all about her in a minute because where wonder lives. I used to say, where the heck is wonder? How is everybody experiences great life? Everybody's in awe. Everybody's happy. And they used to say to me, dang, aren't you Pollyanna Patty? Today, we're going to talk about what are the practices for all of us to cultivate the sacred in our lives. And there is a reason for this. There's a reason to talk about this. I'm going to introduce Fabiana in one minute in an honorable and detailed way because there's quite a bit you should know about who she is. But before I do, I need to say hi to both of my producers, Jacob and Benny. How y'all doing today? I'm good, Pat. Doing very well today. All right. Um, we got a great show and we got a great week lined up for mm-hmm. all of you. It is. It is just like, it's like a thing. And I, so, so look, Benny, Jacob, here's the thing. So we're going through a little bit of a renaming, but it's not really a renaming. It's just sort of a reframing of the renaming. So we've been known by our first channel. Of course, the Dr. Pat show is the Dr. Pat show, but the Dr. Pat show has always been you know, part of the Transformation Network, right? But the Transformation Network has never been fully articulated to the public. So this morning, I'm having a really fun conversation. And there's an energy of this. And that's what I want to talk to Fabiana about today. You know, there's an energy. And so all of our hosts, we went out, we asked everybody, you know, as we're launching the new channels, the new technology, we asked people, And what we found was that the Transformation Network and Transformation Talk Radio are always referred to as an acronym. So when people talk to me, they rarely say Dr. Pat, you know, if they know me, it's DRP. Nobody knows my last name. So that is not a brand we're even going to even talk about. But when you're looking at a network that people know, how do we have the energy of what Fabiana is talking about? You know, how do we have the energy so when people get the sense of the network and what we're doing, they get a sense of maybe wonder lives here too. Maybe it does. So it's fascinating to find out that we on our staff are probably the only people that don't refer to us as TTN, the Transformation Network. So it's a whole interesting idea about how do you decide what you want the world to know about you, how, how do we want the world to refer to you? But when you look outside of the energy of this sacredness of what you're creating, you may get an answer that just does not fit at all. 
today, if you're wondering, how do you captivate the energy of that sacred space? How do you find where wonder lives? And I will tell you that that little tidbit I shared with you about the network, we came back to this place that Fabianas talks about, where it doesn't really much matter what the marketing people say, what the, yes, it does matter what they say. That doesn't matter as much as what do you feel? What do our listeners feel? What do people out in the world sense of things? All of that. That's what's most important. And so today, I want to introduce you to somebody that understands and can map your inner landscape. Because if it ain't within, it ain't going to be without. It's just not going to be that way. That misalignment will cause you pain. Pain. Fabiana, it's great to have you here today. How are you? Did I, did I butcher your last name or did I get it pretty okay? No, you got it very, very right. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. You notice I didn't pronounce, you notice I didn't pronounce the, uh, yeah, look, I, I wanted to set the stage for this because this, this show has always been about real life things, always been about it. You know, I am not your typical radio host. I didn't start like that. I dialed the wrong phone number, but the minute I got behind a mic, Benny will tell you, he's been with me 17 years. It was like coming home. But the times in my life where things have been, let's say, in a state of friction, Mm -hmm. have been out of the space you talk about, right, have been from a misalignment. And I want to ask you, you must have been through a lifetime of stuff to write a book like this. It's a brilliant book, by the way. I got to ask you this. After everything you've done, who you are, what are some of the challenges and obstacles you had to overcome? to bring you right here today, right now? Well, that's a great question. Um, I think one of the main obstacles was that my very strong scientific background, because my mom was a doctor and um, my family was very intellectual and academic. And even though my book is not non-academic, because as you've seen, I'm quoting all kinds of thinkers and, and many scientists, in fact, but still, the idea of wonder from a more academic point of view, at least until very recently, because it's now being studied, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later, um, seems kind of like a lighthearted and um, kind of, um, I wouldn't say woo-woo, but a little bit like a not, not a serious enough pursuit for somebody that, like I was, um, spent most of my life in journalism covering even wars and politics and hard news. It, it is a long road from there a long deviation, as you say, of yourself. But so it's been a long road and I did have to fight my own prejudice and my own fears of how this would be perceived. But um, th that long road helped make it happen because in between there was a lot of experiencing and a lot of um, meeting people. I started giving workshops when I left the paper and working with people and people's experiences. And I realized that this is where it, it's at for me. And these kinds of very daily in a way mundane experiences, but seen from the eyes with the eyes of the heart, with, with an open-hearted and open-minded attitude. Um, I think for me, this is where life becomes most interesting. So I've really stopped fighting myself on that. Um, yeah. And from now on, from then on, it's been a very smooth ride, <laughs> I would say. 
Well, I, I was looking at this. I mean, you're a writer, you're a speaker, you're a ritual maker, you're much more than that. You're a teacher. You're also the author of uh, at least a dozen children's books. Um, you know, when I thought about the world and, 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 and what you've learned and what you've created, especially as you took these topics on as a journalist and looking for philosophers and mystics and scientists, right? You know, there was a moment, a tipping point where you, you saw a need to shift gears. That's the only way I know how to talk about it. You saw a need to sort of flip a switch. I mean, that's the only way I can refer to it in my life. Um, can you pinpoint like a moment where you just had this sense, wait a minute, there is a place that I want to explore, the place of wonder, the place that I want to teach people about, that place where people can feel enthusiastic in what they do. Did you hit that point or was it more of a slower journey? <laughs> It was definitely a journey, but I can pinpoint some specific points in that journey. One important one was becoming a mother, having yeah. two children who are now grown. Um, when they were little, you know how it is when, when there's children around, that childlike part of ourselves comes alive and you remember everything you've gotten when you're trying so hard to become an adult. So it was a, it was a very quick uh, return to a lot of my childhood um, longings and, and um, passions, especially regarding nature. We would go out on treasure hunts and treasure meant picking up a little leaf or a little bug or looking at a cloud. And all of this became stronger and stronger. I started writing, as you said, children's stories for my children initially, and then eventually publishing them. And so this um, dimension of life, which at the same time I was working at the paper, as I say, in international news and very hard-edged and um, worldly topics but this was gaining ground slowly in my heart and in my in my everyday life so I would live this sort of double life you know at the paper was one thing and then I would come home and I'd, my fantasy would flourish with my children and all these unseen worlds bubbled up inside me so that I think that was one of the roads into this change of life and um, you know I, I'm asking yeah, I'm asking you that because I usually when I see somebody and I look at what you've written in this book, right, and I just love, I mean, there's a couple of the, the things here I want to talk about when we come back from break. Um, but this is a book to give us tools. So, you know, what I love about, you know, the science of things and the research of things, what it does is it points us to a place where we can pinpoint something that somebody can use to make a change. But most people have a sense that wonder is outside of who they are in their lives. They have a sense that, you know, uh, uh, like me, if you grow up in the projects and you grow up in a neighborhood where English is not the first language and you pick up a little Spanish here and there, but, you know, you muddle your way through it and you have a sense of something optimistically, but you you have a hard time as you get older then to realize you could have the life you want. The signs show up. Mm. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to make wonder available for everyone. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your you know, socioeconomic status is. It doesn't matter what you've done in your past. But how about wonder? Wonder. 
what an amazing word. When we come back, we're going to get schooled by my very special guest today, the author of Where Wonder Lives, Practices for Cultivating the Sacred in Your Life. And here's what I want to say before break, Benny. I tried to live a life without the sacred. I tried. I don't know why I tried. But even today, I have to be reminded that if I'm not in that space, if I'm not in the practice of that, man, it is highly unlikely I'm going to experience the wonder. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationDocRadio.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to know more about me, hop over to the Dr. Pat Show or basically go over to transformationtalkradio.com. Lots of information there. Um, You'll also take a look at when some of the other shows I do are upcoming, especially my Thursday show at four o'clock, The Psychic and the Doc. Today, I am thrilled to introduce you to somebody who is exciting all of us to step into the reawakening, to step into the place where we can create our personal mythology, where we could take a look at, you know, the hero's journey within each and every one of us, even if it doesn't feel like we have one, but how do we activate all this? How do we, how do we move ahead on this? Uh, Fabiana, would you please, one, how do people get a copy of the book? How do they find out about you and your work? And then what kinds of things do you have now that you've created so that people can get activated? Okay, well, the the book will be out on February 12th, but it's available for pre-order on Amazon, so you can get it right away. And I assume it'll be in in bookstores. That's it. Thank you for for having it and showing it. And um, you can reach me in my my website, which is my name, fabianafondevila.com.com slash English, because that's my new website in English, and my uh, Instagram Instagram account and Facebook accounts are called Where Wonder Lives, just like my book. And there is one workshop that I'd like to tell you about because it's coming up very shortly. It's on Saturday, this next Saturday. Um, it, uh, depending on where you are, you can, you can check out the times in my um, website, but it's called Activating Enthusiasm, and it has everything to do with what we're going to be talking about. It has to do with what ways we can turn ourselves on for this year, which is such a strange year after what 2020 left behind and what it put us through. And I think it's important that we start out with, a, not with a fresh slate, because obviously we're gonna take into account everything that's happened and everything we've learned, but there's no need to disassociate from our vital force. I think we always can tap back into that. And my book is in, in a great way about specifically that, how to get into that mindset, that heart space. Yeah. And first of all, Benny, I want to just give you a heads up. We've got three copies of this book to give away today. And I want to just give a shout out for Manzanita Carpenter and our friends at Inner Traditions for being so generous, generous about our Pay It Forward program and giving a copy of the book away, Benny, Um, as well as Jacob. You may be getting some people over there on Facebook that might want a copy of the book. Let's go ahead, Benny, and give our first copy away, 1-800-930-2819. So I want to talk to you about this. Um, You heard me talk about our Pay It Forward program. 17 years I've been doing this show. From day one, it was important for me to give things away to people, copies of books. It's an energy of things. It reminds me sometimes of some of the dark places I've come from. I want to talk to you about one one of the aspects of your book, but before I dive into it, I found the book interesting in the pathway and your journey that you take us on throughout the book. Everything from awakening our senses, right, as we come through here, to helping us tell a new story. And so what I love about the way you've written this book is you simply allow us to be who we are when we were that person. Tell me a little bit more about the the way that this book is messaging people, what the takeaway is as we go through the book and read it. 
Okay. Let's see if I can summarize it. Um, yeah. The book is a map. It's an imaginary map of nine stations. Some of them uh, Pat has been mentioning. Yeah. So there's different ways into the sacred that have all personally been important for me. And my hope is that you will find whichever works best for you. All, all readers will find their way in. In fact, I say at the beginning of the book that you don't have to read it from beginning to end. You can enter whenever, wherever the map calls to you. So some people will feel drawn to the rewilding aspect and how we can get not so much back in touch with nature, but back to remembering that we are nature and that nature is in us all the time. There is no way to not be nature. So there's many practices that we can discuss related to that. And then other people might enjoy more to think about their lives from a from a mountaintop sort of perspective, which is what myths give us, an idea and a way to look at our lives as part of a bigger story, not just, you know, I am so, such and such a person working this job and have so many children, but what is my life story about? What do I want my life to be about? So that's the mythic entry point. And then there's another station, which is called the sacred fire, or I think in English it was the fire, yes. which is about creating your own rituals and ceremonies. And why is ritual important? Why is it still, does it still have a place in modern day life or should it have a place? And how do we go about creating our own rituals? And then there's one about the senses, which has to do with living an embodied life and not forgetting that we have senses that um, that the response that our senses, sorry, I'll start again. My English is a little rusty, that the heart needs to be receptive to what comes in through the senses and not be indifferent to the sights and the sounds and the smells and the touching and all of this that is very much a part of our lives. And we some, sometimes glide through life forgetting that we're bodies and that these bodies have all these magical qualities. So that's about the senses. And then there's a, a chapter or station called the swamp, which is a bit more difficult. That's where it gets a little bit hairier. Yep. It has to do with exploring our own shadow, working with our shadow. And well, I could go on naming the rest of the stages, but that might be long. I don't know if you like to jump well, in. With I, well, I, I really want I wanted you to mention them and let me go ahead because some the, what I love about the about what you've done is a lot of times, you know, I'll get a book and they'll have very, very clear. This is this. This is this. But what, the way you've written the book is you talk about these stages in real active ways. So for example, when you talk about the jungle, you talk about rewild yourself. But later on, when you talk about the lighthouse, you're talking about focus your mind. You're talking about mindfulness meditation. And then what I loved is when I got to the end of the book, it was about the ocean, open your heart. And I never expected that to be that. So what you've done in this book, is not only are you talking about the shadow and tell a new story, but the way that you phrase these things, it really does draw us in. And that's why I wanted you to talk about it. Now, a couple of things I want to get to for me. You said sometimes you'll open the book and you'll go to a page. And I find this interesting, right? Even though I read the books, there are parts of the book that if, like this morning when I picked it up to, to talk to you, there was a section of the book I went to today. And I wanted to ask you, as we go through different parts of life, we're at different places. So today for me, yesterday I was latching on to the fire. Today for me, it's as if I went back and I grabbed a part of the book that I know I read, but I went back to the river. I went back to let your imagination flow. 
this has got to be a significant of significance and importance to you. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, where does the energy of that come from? And how do we captivate the times we live in today and our inner self so that we could reignite our mm-hmm. imagination? Right? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, because for many people, it's it's not a time that seems conducive to imagination because yeah. life on the outside has been so challenging and, and, and for some people so painful. But at the same time, human beings have distinguished themselves. This has been unique to the human species that we have this capacity to go beyond our current circumstances. Our minds, and that's I don't mean our brains, but I mean our minds, are able to travel into the future, into the past, into possible alternative realities and create that which we want to embody and that which we want for ourselves, for the world, for the people in our lives. So cultivating creativity doesn't have to do, creativity is is sort of imagination in action. That's the relation between the two. Imagination is in your mind, but when you bring it out to the world in some form, whether it's writing or painting or singing or doing something or dressing differently, that becomes creativity. So it's it's imagination embodied, so to speak. So creativity is not about, it's not the world of artists as we sometimes think or people who have extra time on their hands. It's our lifeblood. We need creativity because otherwise life becomes flat and dull and repetitive. Uh, but it's uh, a, a force that, I mean, everything you see looking around us was some at some point imagined by somebody before it existed. The tables and the chairs and the books and the ideas, everything was first summoned up in someone's imagination before it could be brought out into the world. Yeah. And that's how all of our history has taken place. And we are not different. We are not separate from that current of creativity that is life, that is the universe. We couldn't possibly be because the, the universe was not creative in one swift blow and then it's it's there sitting there like a stone. It's permanently changing and seeking out its new iterations and we are part of that flow so we can't help but be creative. It's more a, a question of how do I tap into it, not how do I find it somewhere outside of myself. It's inside of me all the time. It's just, am I creating what I want to create? That's the question. Or do I want to imagine something else, a different story, a different set of circumstances for myself? And the reason I, <clears throat> the reason I brought this up is there were a couple of things that I discovered as I looked at where I am. I had something unexpected come up in my life and it was really unexpected. It was like left field. It's not like a bad thing, it, but it was left field. It was you know, something that for me, I, when I planned out the year, I I had my year planned out where we're going with the network. I'm not a, I'm not a Virgo. So when I say planning, I'm literally talking about the way a Sagittarius would plan, right? But when something unexpected comes up, and let's just say COVID is unexpected, and it's still here. But I found out I had to move after 14 years in the same place. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, okay, let's go. But the world we're living in now makes finding a new place to live just extraordinary. And I was reading your book this morning and I realized something. I realized that if I would step back and take that one thing and follow some of these stages you have, for example, imagination, um, or then if you take a look at it, look at a ritual around this. 
that would manifest something in the world of possibilities because mm-hmm. the the vigilance to do this is you have to do it every day you have to look every day you have to reach out to people every day you have to be quick but man if you don't do this just like any other thing in life going to your job parenting whatever that if if we don't have the energy of these stages Mm-hmm. It's going to be much harder, right, than we thought. Exactly. Right? So that's what I was struck by in your book. When you put it all together, aren't you literally giving us a way to help us tell new stories every day of our lives for just about everything? Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Thank you. Yes. I think that the map is a map of wonders, as, as the book says, because I do believe that in all these aspects of life, relationships we haven't gone into that one um the way we relate to one another the magic that we can find in our in our bonds it's never been clearer than now with the pandemic we have depended on each other for dear life even across a, a zoom screen so when we remember that life yes life can be hard it can be challenging it can be uncertain but there are places to go to remember who we are and to bring each other home in in a very wondrous way because these are not um, illusions. We're not talking about something that's, you know, um, um, what's that expression? High in the sky, I think. High in the sky. Yeah. Right, high in the sky. It's not something that, that we're pretending is there. It's really there when we tap into the love that we share. Even people that hardly know each other, even just this moment that we're talking to each other and feeling each other's feelings because immediately we resonate. And there's something that happens with the heart. You mentioned that, that the heart is, is kind of the, the place where it all comes together at the end of the book. Um, I, I, you may have, heard, may have heard of the research done by the Heart Math Institute, but we do know today that when two people in train and are understanding each other and are connecting, our, our hearts are in training as we speak. And so there's a lot of magic going on undetected, you know, below the, our, our awareness, yeah. our every awareness. And when you tap into those places, then you recover a sense of possibility and hope and vitality. That's what I've meant to portray in the book, all the different pieces that you can go to. And that's what I mean. They're all different pieces. Benny, let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into a little bit more detail and give you some tools that you could use today. If you're thinking, I'm just sitting here in a conundrum, I've got a quagmire of whatever is going on in my mind, I don't even understand, Pat, what you're talking about, imagination, and then we're talking about the mind. When we come back, how do these two peas in the pod work, imagination and mind? How do they work? And are they really more significant than knowledge? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. 
Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacy Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in, turn us on. I'm talking with Fabiana Fondavia, who's joining me here today. Where Wonder Lives, Practices for Cultivating the Sacred in Your Daily Lives. And we're going to actually do that. And as you know, we had three copies of the book to give away, thanks to our friends at Inner Traditions and Manzanita, of course, in scheduling this for us. It is a book for our time. It is a message for our time. But it's also you know, practices that will help us in our everyday lives. Um, And, you know, during the break, Benny, I was talking with Fabiana about my journey in finding a new place to live. And I realized as I went out yesterday, I usually have a ritual around my day, uh, whether it's to use my brain tap machine or, or to wear this beautiful Chicana that Vera Lopez gave me, just beautiful. And I, I realized yesterday I was so in my left brain with this process that I was totally away from imagination, from flow. And we went out to look at some of these places yesterday, of course, in the rain here. And I didn't have that Chicana on. And, I, and something was off for me. So today, when we talk with Fabiana right now, we're going to be reminded of how everything in life that we do can have its own mythology, can have its own imaginative story and journey that's part of our deeper selves. There are ways to quiet our mind. And what happens if peace actually breaks out? Fabiana, one more time, how do people get a copy of the book? How do they find out about you? Well, you can get a copy on Amazon, pre-order it. It comes out February 12th. 
or in bookstores shortly. And you can find me with my name. My website is my name, Fabiana Fondevila, which is one L.com slash English. And you can find me also in um, social media as Where Wonder Lives, the name of the book, both in Instagram or Facebook. So thank you for that. And um, would you like me to address what you were just talking about? Yes, and please just remind everybody about the upcoming workshop that you have about activating enthusiasm, because that is what we're talking about today. You know, exactly. if we don't if we don't activate enthusiasm, even if we're looking for a new apartment, right, as heartbreaking as that may be, we're not mm -hmm. going to get the result we, we want. So you're also doing that workshop, right? Right. That's on February um, 6th, next, next Saturday. You can find that in any of my social media or my website and just sign up. It's a three-hour workshop and we're going to be talking about how do we find enthusiasm within us and instead of where we usually look for it, which is attached to some activity or, or <laughs> situation. So, um, yes, that's an important piece of it, too. So you okay. were talking. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Take us on this journey of how we can incorporate ritual imagination into our lives today. Great. Um, okay, so as we said, imagination, or maybe I don't know if I said it, but imagination has sometimes been associated with child's play and something that's illusory, that's not real. But really what imagination is, is another faculty we have for knowing life, for appreciating life from a different perspective. So we, there's no need to leave it in our childhood and, and in, you know, uh, in artistic productions. We need imagination to revision life from a fresh perspective as we walk along. So one way to do this is also tied to the rituals that you mentioned before is to create a little morning ritual for yourself that, that works for you. And it's important that it's personal and that it speaks to your heart because the imagination, just as, as dream lives, dream life is also very symbolic, speaks to us in images and symbols. A symbol is something that represents something else. Usually it's something concrete, like an object, like the chicana you mentioned, or an image that represents something that is usually intangible, invisible. And oftentimes it's a value or a desire or, or love or an emotion. So the reason that we need symbols is because that is the language of the soul. That is the language of the heart. And oftentimes we find those in the world outside. A symbol is not the same as a sign. I just want to point that out because a sign yeah. is unequivocal. So if you have a red light, that means stop. And that's the same for everyone. And that's the, the connection between the sign and its meaning. But a symbol is open. So it means different things to different people. And its meaning can even change for you. For example, that Chicana might mean something to you today. And maybe in the future, it'll be associated with something else. So a symbol is a very rich language that speaks to our souls, that appears in our dreams at night. Dream work is a wonderful avenue into an imaginative life and into a mythic, a, a richly mythic life. But going back to the ritual, so you can just decide maybe to have, um, let's see, there's so many possibilities, but one one very simple symbol that I have used at, on occasion is, is to have a bowl near your bed. And every morning you dedicate that bowl and what it means, which is all that empty space, all the possibility for that day, which is new and fresh and up to a certain point in your in your command. And you fill that with water as you 
consecrate that water, as you dedicate that water to whatever is your intention for that day. May I be of service. May I live in wonder. May I be ignited. May I connect to others in a special way. So you fill it with water and you leave it. You have an altar and you leave it there or in your shelf or near your bed. And, and that is there as a representation of that day. And at the end of the day, you take that, that, that cup, that um, bowl of water, and if you have earth or a pot or a garden, you throw it in the garden or wherever you want, as you give thanks for the day that's gone by, no matter what's happened, because there's always something that we can give thanks for. The very least, the fact that we're still alive and we have another chance to go at it in the morning. So that's a very symbolic, you don't even have to say anything. As you do this, you just connect to the energy of filling your bowl again with fresh possibilities for your day and then emptying it out in the end of the day with a, an expression of gratitude. Maybe it's just a simple symbol. That's one thing you could do, but you can also write. If you if you tend to write, if you have a diary or a journal, then in the morning you can ask yourself an important, uh, uh, powerful question. For example, uh, what do I want this day to be about? How will I fill my heart today? Uh, what am I going to dedicate my day to? So you write out maybe like two or three things that come to your mind, intentions for your day. And at the end of the day, maybe the counterpart to this is you give thanks for three things that happened today and that that's called a gratitude journal mm. the the question there the importance there is that you make them different every day and very specific very tiny things they don't need to be you know i give thanks for my life or even i give thanks for my child but rather i give thanks because my child said hello to me in a very nice way this right. morning or called me remember so specific tiny things different every day that's another beautiful ritual to incorporate into your life, a gratitude journal. Yeah. So that way you sort of bookend your day in what I like to call um, um, expansive or essential emotions, which are the emotions closest to the heart. And that sort of sets the tone for your day. No matter what happens, it'll be easier to get back to that mind, mind state and, and, and heart opened state if you begin and you end your day regularly that way. That's just one example. And the reason I love this is because, uh, you know, there's no mistakes, I think, to what, you know, energy, spirit, God, whatever you believe in, whatever that is, right? There's no mistakes to how things show up. So here we are today. I'm getting ready to do my shows today and plan my day out. Of course, I end Mondays up with physical therapy because I had a, I got a new knee. I love my new knee. Everybody says, oh, my God, you got the new knee. Oh, it must hurt. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, I have got a titanium knee that, man, after the first week, it was kicked into gear. But most people look at that and they're like, oh, are you, how are you? Oh, are you, are you dying? I'm like, no. <laughs> but getting a hold of your book this morning, we had a meeting this morning, Jessica, myself. So I love what you're talking about, because if I would have just done a couple of other things like like you just shared, um, especially with water. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what it is. I grew up as Catholic, uh, Italian Catholic. I then found out we weren't all Italian. We're Italian Latino. So I found that out later in life. My grandfather's born in Brazil. And so mm -hmm. I found those things out. So, but every place there was water and I never understood this. And I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you. And I had this flashback from mama. Mama Balala, right, with the water and the water ritual. And wow. now, how does this even make sense? Well, it doesn't make sense sometimes when the heart opens and we remember. 
But I remember my grandma and the water. There was always sacred water, she called it. In I don't even know what language she spoke. But sacred water. And it was water. And we did water at different points in time for different things. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, when you were just talking about that, I could mm -hmm. see my grandma. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Why am I not incorporating that one thing? I've got sacred water from everywhere in my house, and I am not doing that. Well, that's wonderful. That that's a wonderful synchronicity. And since we're talking about water, another very simple way to incorporate water in your morning ritual is just to bless the glass, the first glass of water that you take, yeah. the first drink you take in, because yeah. again. The metaphor is here I am taking in life to, as, as you know, when you wake up in a way, it's a new you facing the day because you don't even know where you've been at night. And yesterday was yesterday and today is a new. So to make that visible, that's what a ritual does. It makes the invisible visible. It makes it clear and it lets you do something with it. So you, dr you drink that first glass of water and you dedicate it to your day, to the sun, to the rain, to whatever comes to you. And so you, you place that intention and that water becomes blessed because mm -hmm. it's your intention that counts and you drink it in with that feeling of refreshment and your renewal. So it's very, very simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate at le in the least. You don't need any special elements, just your heart and your imagination. What's fascinating about your book, and I know we didn't talk about this, but I did this with your, with your, uh, I think you're calling them phases in your book. I couldn't help but give them a direction. Now, what do I mean by a direction? Okay. So what I mean is I learned rituals of the North, the South, the East, and the West. I was very blessed to get that mentorship. It began in 97. And then I studied with a friend of mine in the Lakota tradition. So I'm really reminded of directions. I'm really reminded of something in the energy of that. And what was fascinating about it as I was reading your book, I couldn't help after getting a hit of imagination, I couldn't help go to the chat to the chapter or the stage of fire. Mm. Now I'm drawn to fire for a lot of reasons. But right now in the world today, in the way you talk about fire. I think is so extraordinary and important. Can you talk about it from your perspective? Because clearly this, the work that you've done in this book is so grounded in mm -hmm. sacred ceremony rituals and ancient principles. I just mm -hmm. couldn't help to go back and read about fire again. So important, sure. isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, I think I begin by talking about, or at some point in that chapter, I talk about the way light, the life of, of mankind changed when we were able to conquer, so to speak, fire and to take it around with us and to warm ourselves with it and to use it for our invocations. But fire is very much a symbol for spirit. And at the same time, it's a symbol for our enthusiasm, our passion, our, our excitement. And it's um, a very um, uh, empowering element as long as we don't let it get out of hand as long as we control it and we give it a space you know ritual space that's why that's why rituals contain that kind of energy this this very strong and and runaway energy in in a particular time and space so we give it a, a form and a shape and it's funny how even though it's such an ancient and ancestral connection that we have to fire 
we can recreate it just by lighting a match and lighting a candle and you know that the power of a single candle or a stick of incense and, and you know we live in mostly in cities nowadays and we don't have the, the possibility of having a huge campfire wonderful as that is but we can light a candle and stay in the dark and just let that candle inform us and speak to our spirit and we really don't we really don't need more than that to remember that there is one of the qualities of fire that i find fascinating is the fact that just like love the more you share it the more it spreads the more it be, you know you have one candle and you light somebody else's fire with somebody else's yeah. candle and another and another and instead of having less fire you have more you have more light so it begets light so to speak and so I, I do think that we again rituals tend to go back to these four elements nowadays we know that there are many more elements it's not just four but there's something very symbolic right because it's been around for with us for so long and because it's still in our psyche they're so um, essential so for some reason or another we always tend to go back to these four elements in our ritual so we either um give for, for example when you're trying to let go of something in that kind of a ritual you're trying to let go either a, I don't know an old job an old identity yeah. an old relationship um one of the things we tend to do is we let things go into water flowing water and that gives brings the the message home very clearly to our heart that that is something that is no longer a part of our life but then another thing we can do is we can burn it or we can bury it and so we we look these four elements can be combined and they can be they can be used in many ways, but what I'd like to stress is that even though these are very ancestral traditions and principles, we can make them our own. We yeah. can make them new. So one thing I really like to stress in my workshops is that we are creative beings and in a way we are not different from the ancient tribes that created these rituals. We are all coming from the same place. We are all drinking from the same deep well. So we can create our own rituals and they're just as valid we're all indigenous because we're all indigenous to the to the earth, which is our home. So even if we have, you know, several generations of city dwellers behind us, that doesn't mean that we can't tap, tap into this very ancient wisdom and relationship to the earth. We need to recover that, that identity with the earth, all of us. We do. And I think you say it so brilliantly at the end of the book, you know, in the epilogue, you talk about, you know, for me, as it is in heaven, and, you know, when I think about that and I think about sort of what I grew up with is, you know, my, especially with my stepmom's philosophy, what she believed is that we can create heaven every day right here. We have the ability, you know, heaven isn't this abstract vision of something that we may or may not ever accomplish or achieve or experience. And she would talk to us girls, especially us girls, about the fact that every day we are on this planet, no matter what your life circumstance, we mm -hmm. have the right to choose energy. She never said the, the heaven. She never said the energy of heaven. But I now look back and I know that's what she meant. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, Joseph Campbell, that's, that's beautiful that you had that teaching. Joseph Campbell, the great mythologist who I quote in, in the stage called The Mountain, um, he used to say that um, eternity is not sometime is not a very long time. Eternity is now and now and now. So it's really not a place that we need some time in the future that we need to arrive at. It's getting deeply into each and every moment. And we can have that 
heavenly feeling, that connection with life at any moment. Not even It doesn't even have to be an, an especially joyous moment. You can be lost looking at a tree or a sunset or a cloud in any ordinary day and find yourself in that dimension of eternity for however long, however long it lasts. And so partly what I'm saying with this book is let's go back there again and again and again every single day. Let's not let a, a day go by with some without a little bit of wonder shining upon us and, and transforming us. It's a place we can go to whenever we choose. It's, and that, it's that is, a, you know, Fabiana, that is a powerful message for our time. You know, that the message you're bringing forth in the book, but also in your work and also when you're teaching, you know, that is a powerful message of our time. And, you know, you know better than a lot of folks that message transcends age. You know, mm -hmm. it transcends where our backgrounds are, where we're from. That is a universal message that we as human beings have the ability to bring into our lives every minute. You're just mm -hmm. reminding us and teaching us again, aren't you? Of course, this is not something that I'm bringing to the world. This is something that is within all of our hearts and we all need to find our personal way back into it. That's why I wanted to give a, a an ample variety of, of paths. There are, there are probably many more paths from the ones I said, but those are ones that have been very sacred for me and are still very um, valid and useful. And I'd just like to say that at this particular time when hope is sometimes seems to be lacking and there's so much fear and so much, um, yeah, uncertainty still looming in our future, it's really all, an all hands on deck moment. And for that, we need to be very much alive there's a, a quote that I like very much by Howard Thurman, which says, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive. What the world needs is people who have come alive. So yeah. we all need to remember that. How, how do we get that spark back? What is it for you? Is it music? Is it relationships? Is it painting? Is it your work? Is it animals? Whatever it is for you, cultivate that relationship and make it, make it help yourself come alive with it every day. Because the challenges really are great, but we are up to the task. We just need to have all of our um, ancient wisdom and uh, and our, um, what's the word, modern day prefrontal uh, cortex also working for us, all of it, all yes. of our aspects, our emotions, our thoughts, our knowledge, our wisdom. We need to put it all uh, in, in line in order to create the new world that we need to create. But mostly we have to have a sense of hope and wonder in order to be able to summon the strength to bring ourselves to this task. Yeah, there's no question about it because, you know, without hope and wonder, you know, we feel like an empty vessel and mm -hmm. we're never meant to feel like an empty vessel. Thank you so much for today. One last question. How can people, again, get a copy of the book? Thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for writing a book that is not just for our time, but it's for our everyday life. Thank you so much. How do we find out how to get a copy of the book? Thank you, Pat. Um, you can find it in Amazon uh, or Book Depository, but mostly in Amazon, it's already ready for pre-order. It's coming out on February 12th. You can find me uh, by googling my name fabianafondevilla.com or find me in instagram or facebook if you if you look for the tag where wonder lives 